0: Well, guys, it's my privilege to introduce to you um, good friend of mine, Pastor Daniel Cavazos, is going to be sharing the word this morning. Uh, Pastor Daniel is on staff here at uh, Res Life. He leads the charge over the Generations Ministries, which includes nursery, preschool, Res Kids, uh, middle school, junior high, senior high, um, Access, and it's an area that. I was overseeing for about eight years, and so when we put together a plan um, for the future, um, Pastor Daniel is somebody that God had put in my heart to succeed me in that specific area of responsibility, and uh, I can think of no one better to lead the charge uh, for generations ministry to the future. Um, Daniel's a spiritual son. Um, He's a friend. And uh, he is just a a special brother. And would you give a warm welcome to Pastor Daniel as he comes this morning to share God's word with us. Good
1: morning, everybody. I believe uh, Pastor Tom gives the best intros ever. Like last time he named my whole family and my cousins. I didn't even know he knew my cousins and stuff. But... No, I just want to um, honor Pastor Tom. Uh, he's like he said, I'm a spiritual son, and uh, he's just been a great leader, a great pastor there for me when I I needed you know pastoral leadership and direction. So I just want to thank you, Pastor Tom. Thank you for uh, being who you are. I appreciate you. Well, I feel like I have an assignment this morning from the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want to pray over something right now, and then I want to teach on uh, a subject, uh, but first of all, I just as I was praying over this meeting, I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray over people who needed healing. So if you need healing this morning, would you stand up if you're believing God for healing in your body? Chance. Um, those of you who are standing, are you dealing with like a stomach pain? Anybody? You are okay. I was I was praying last night and I just I, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit was asking me to do this and I felt like there was a among this and, and if you're not dealing with stomach pain I believe the Holy Spirit Jesus is gonna heal you as well. But I want to pray over you two first. Was is it just you two? Anybody else with stomach pain? All right. Would you if you're around them, would you just lay hands on them? Go ahead and, and get close and how many of you guys know that Jesus is the healer? It's not it's not the person up here, it's not Anybody special, you don't have to be a pastor to, 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 to just declare the authority Jesus has given you. So I'm going to pray over these two first, and then I'm, I'm going to pray over those who are uh, believing God for healing in other areas of their body. Let's pray together, guys. Everybody praying. Jesus, we thank you for this awesome opportunity, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you you're in this place. And as we honor you, Lord, today, in the name of Jesus, we speak your healing power over Jesse, over Tim, particularly in their stomachs. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing over their digestive system. Over every area, Lord, we declare that their stomach function according to your design. We speak life, we bind the enemy in Jesus' name, and we speak your healing power to flow through their bodies. Jesus, it is you. God, you said, I am the Lord who healeth thee. And we declare that this morning, and we thank you, and we stand on your promises, and we receive the promise and the gift of healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, if you, uh, there was other people who were standing, just I'm going to just pray over you, so just lift up your hands. And uh, if you're sitting down, would you just pray with me? Let's, let's uh, participate together. Father, we come before you this morning, we thank you, Jesus we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your stripes. Your word says, God, that by your stripes we are healed. And so, Jesus, we thank you for your healing power in this place. We speak healing in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that these bodies are temples of your Holy Spirit. And we declare them to line up in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for strength. We thank you, Lord, for healing. And we thank you, Jesus, That you, in your touch, God, you can do all things. And that which is impossible for man is possible with God. And we declare that this morning and we receive our healing by faith in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, would you say amen this morning? Amen. 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 And then the, the second thing that I wanted to just ask... Is is there anybody who's believing God for, for either selling your house or buying a house? Would you stand up? If you're not sure, stand up, that's fine. It's an interesting market, right? You're kinda of like weighing your options right now. Okay. Okay, one, two, three. All right. Would you guys pray with me this morning and let's let's just let's just release God's favor. You know, um, we can, we can be uh, very tactful. We can be very, we can connect with a lot of people, different people and try to do our best to do different things. But at the end of the day, God's favor released upon your life can do far greater than anything else that you can ever do for yourself. So let's just believe that right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we release your favor in Jesus' name. Jesus, opened the gates of heaven. And we thank you, Father God for divine connections. We thank you for your appointments, Lord. I pray for my brothers right now that are either uh, selling or trying to buy. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come. That you would meet with them. That you would show them what to do. Show them where to go. And I thank you, Jesus, that they will find the house you have for them and their families for the right price. And I thank you, Lord, for those who are selling, God, that you would bring buyers to them at the right time, Lord, the right families. So we release your favor, and we thank you, Jesus, for your peace in the process, that you are ordering their steps and you are making their path straight. And, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for making them a blessing, and that their home will be a home full of your love, full of your peace and your joy, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you give it up to Jesus just for a second? I do that just in obedience to Jesus, nothing else. Not to see me about anything special. It's just God is good. And if we just yield ourselves to him, he can do some awesome things. Amen. All right. 730, right, Bishop? All right. Okay, I want to I wanna just teach on uh, this subject here. That I just feel is a is a subject that God has always been just really speaking to me about, and in different seasons of my life, sometimes it's stronger than others. But uh, I want I want to speak on the subject of the secret place with you all this morning. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures in, in 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 the Bible, and that that kind of changes from time to time. Sometimes your favorite scripture is this, and then God's showing you something else, and then that's your favorite scripture now, right? and really you know to say that one is greater than the other is just not really true because all of God's word is inspired and it's all good but right now one of my favorite scriptures is in acts and the, the the context of this story is you know Jesus has ascended the holy spirit has come and the disciples are doing some things and in acts 3 Peter and John go to pray and there's a crippled man a lame man and he was lame from his mother's womb that means he's never walked before he's never had strength in his legs and he's begging and he's asking for some money and Peter and James say, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. You guys remember that? And they, and he gets healed. And it's an amazing thing because people recognize who he is and he's he's not only just getting up and walk, but he's leaping. He's, he's worshiping Jesus. He's praising God. And, and it kind of created a little bit of a commotion. And as a result, people came to, to, to listen to these guys to see what was going on. And so Peter's like, Man, they teed it up for me. Let's, let's, let me just preach to them Jesus. So he starts preaching Christ to them and him crucified. And as a result, uh, the, the, the leaders, the, the high priest, the, the, the religious leaders didn't like that. And so they, they basically arrested them. And so Peter and John are before the Sanhedrin. And they're saying, what are you guys doing here? And another opportunity they start preaching and they start teaching about Jesus. Well, in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, in that time, in that context, uh, Peter responds by saying, or they respond by saying, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, I feel like that's me, they marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. One of my greatest aims in life, is not that I can come before some people and make myself look really good and really smart, but my one of my highest aims in life is that people can look at me and say, man, that guy's been with Jesus. One of my h- highest goals in life is that my wife can look at me and know that I have been and I am with Jesus. That is, that is one of the highest things that we can aim for in life. And of course, you know, they're, they're talking about the fact that these guys... Literally walked with Jesus and they were a part of his disciples. But I believe that that is true for us today. That we can have this truth spoken about us. That we have been with Jesus. We have, have, have sat at his feet. We have been under his teachings. We have been close to him to be able to receive what he has for us. Because there is a, there is a principle of, of impartation that comes with closeness from God say, I, I, I just want people to say the things that I say, the things that I do, that they can say, man, that looks like Jesus. I believe that's one of the highest things that someone can say about us. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains or abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, this is the Amplified, you can do nothing. When you are abiding with Jesus, you bear much fruit. When you are in the presence of Jesus at some degree in your life that is continual, there is fruit that comes out of that. And, uh, and it says, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you cannot do anything. You know, I believe that as Christians and as disciples, there's a place where we abide and we stay connected with him that allows us to bear much fruit. and You know, when the Bible talks about bearing much fruit, it talks about uh, being able to, to live like Jesus has called you to live. To do some things that Jesus has called you to do. Uh, the fruit, there, there, there's a, you know, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, and I think we all desire to be able to, 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 to produce that kind of fruit, that spiritual fruit. And to, to be effective and to be successful biblically. And I believe the secret lies in connect, being connected with Jesus. I know it sounds simple, right? It sounds simple, but as I was praying about this, of course, you know, I feel right now that the Lord's really speaking to me about that. And I, I think it's just a good thing to speak about what God's speaking to you about. Uh, but I, I just personally hear the Holy Spirit, and I believe with people that I talk with, that this is one of the, 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 the areas the enemy attacks most, is our personal quiet time with God. Our personal time that we take, it might be in the morning time, it might be in the night time, but it's got to be some time of a place where you come and you, you just sit with God. Listen to this, uh, this quote here. Sermons and teachings, although edifying and encouraging, can never replace the caring power we find when we sit at his feet and we hear his word for ourselves. We got to come and we got to assemble. We got to gather and, and, and teachings and sermons, they're, they're important to us. But sometimes, you know, we, we, we can just get a little distracted or forget that that, that can be our time with God. And, and I'm here this morning to just remind you and stir you up that that is part of it, but that's not the extent of it. And Jesus is, is, is literally waiting for you so that it's just you, no one else, nothing else, nothing in between, outside of the crowd. Where you can be alone with God, because it's a powerful place to be. So I want to share just a few things here that I hope will stir you up and inspire you when we're talking about this subject. Uh, And and if you're taking notes, uh, the first the first point you can you can uh, take is is uh, part of the secrets of the secret places. You got to shut the door. Would you say that with me this morning? Say shut the door. door. Matthew six. Verse 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees you in secret rewards you openly. I find it uh, pretty uh, interesting and pretty cool that before Jesus, because right after this is the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and how many of you guys know the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's based off of the disciples' question. That they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Which I find pretty phenomenal as well because they were with Jesus and they didn't ask him, teach us how to heal, teach us how to do this marvelous act. They said, teach us how to pray. because I think they kind of figured out that when Jesus was praying that pretty awesome things happened. But before Jesus taught them how to pray, he told them where to pray. He told them where to pray. And he says, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door... When you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. So two things out of this point here. If you're taking notes. The first part is to get into the secret place. Because, you know, what does that mean? That sounds mysterious. That sounds out there. Which, by the way, this being with Jesus and hearing from God is not as crazy as one might make you think. It's probably more true and more natural to you than you realize. Because God has created you in his image and he created you to have a relationship with him. And so the secret to get into the secret place is you have to shut the door. That means, that is, to get alone and to shut out all distractions and tune your mind and tune your heart to the voice of your heavenly father. You may or may not have a, a a physical door that you that you can use, but I, I think God is greater than you having to have a, a, a physical door. I think I think there's something that Jesus was trying to to speak to us about here that it's it's shutting things out, it's shutting things down. That sounds hard. That can sound like a difficult thing but I think if we're purposeful we know that for me to get into this place of regular life busy life just whatever's going on at work at home and to step into this place of of, of intimacy with your heavenly father that the, the key to do that the thing to do that is just to close the door from here to this from here to here is just literally closing the door and saying I'm going to a designated area where it's just me and God where it's just me and the Holy Spirit and I'm shutting things out. And that's why maybe the best time to do this is early in the morning or maybe late at night. And especially if you got little kids, it's got to be one of those times. But even if you don't, there's, there's, there's just something special about talking with God, the first thing you do when you wake up. One of my spiritual fathers who um, is in ministry from out of uh, Oklahoma, he's like in his 70s. And he's still traveling the world and, and doing amazing things. Uh, he says to me, he says, Daniel, when I get up, I get down. And what he says, what he means by that is the moment I open my eyes, I, 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 I hit the floor and I thank God for the day that he's given me. I, I, I just put myself down so that he can be elevated, so that he can have his way in me each and every single day. I believe that's just an, a, 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 a really key part to his ministry. You may, again, you may or may not have this physical door, but as you, as you close it, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes we don't, we're rushed and we feel like we missed it if we didn't have this time. And you have your time in, in the car. How many of you guys ever had some some, some God time in the car? You know, I, I think that that is better than nothing, but it doesn't, it doesn't really do what, what the secret place can do. It doesn't really take you where the secret place can take you. Here's the other part to this is, Uh, that that this scripture reveals to us that I I feel like will just revolutionize our time with God. It says here in the scripture, when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Who is in the secret place. Now how many of you guys know that God is omnipresent? He's everywhere, every single time. He's no matter what, you know, David said, if I make my bed in hell, Lord, you are there. But I find it so... Fascinating to me that Jesus, that Jesus said that your father is in the secret place. In other words, he's waiting for you to meet with you. What would it look like if we changed our minds, if we renewed our minds to having time with God to, to these things like, oh, I got to go pray, I got to go read my Bible, to literally thinking when you wake up, imagining and picturing Jesus sitting down where you normally pray and he is in the secret place before you get there, before you shut your door, and he is waiting for you there. What would it look like if God is waiting on an appointment with you to speak to you, to encourage you, and to, to do some things in your heart that, that, that in this place, there's no other place that can happen but this, this amazing place where it's just you and God wonder what that would look like in our lives. I wonder if it would bring some faith like it did with Peter and John and bring some boldness with them uh, in their lives because, they, that because you can say that you've been with Jesus, that you spent time with Jesus today. Here's uh, my second point this morning, and that is this, uh, listen. You shut the door and you listen. You listen. Psalms 95 uh, verse 7 says... Today, if you will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. Part of a bigger scripture, but I want to highlight that part right there, is if you will hear his voice. As you get into this place and you're ready to make things happen, it's tempting to, to take off with an agenda. It's tempting to just get in and, 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 and realize or think that, hey, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to talk to God about this. And, and, and maybe that's good, but I want to just encourage you this morning. And remind you that there is, a, there is a key, there is a power when you come in and you just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. The power of prayer is found not in convincing God of my agenda, but it is found in waiting upon him to hear his agenda. You know, sometimes I don't that can be very hard for us sometimes because you know we're ready to get things done and we feel more productive when we when we have something to accomplish and something to do and we walk out of this place saying, Man, I laid it out. And sometimes that's the case. But sometimes God just wants to speak to you, or maybe he just wants to impress something on you. And I feel like this thing that can become very ritualistic and very you know, the same thing over and over can become boring in your life. If we can be honest. I know I've been there where it's just like, man, it's the, it's the kind of the same thing happening. But uh, one of the keys to make it and keep it exciting is just to come and let God set the agenda for what you have, what he has for you as you meet with him in the secret place. It is just to say, Lord, what do you want to do today? What do you want to say today, Lord? What do you want me to study today? You know, even if it's just you coming together in the morning or in the night and you open up your Bible and you read the scriptures, you know, there's still a, there's still a key thing when you listen as you read. It's a powerful thing when you read and you say, what do you mean by that, Lord? Or let me just kind of ponder on that a second. Let me just kind of listen to you a little bit. Everything changes when you hear from God and when you have the courage to act upon it. Uh, Psalm 62 verse 5 Says, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation or my hope is from Him. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my hope is from Him. You know, I, the secret in the secret place is realizing that the time you set aside to hear from God is not just to get a quick answer and get a quick fix to your problem, but it is to enjoy His presence and to hear His voice. It's a powerful thing to do. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a shift in your mindset that, that, that can take you from here to there. So we shut our doors. We listen. I'm talking about spending some time with Jesus, taking some time aside. And I want to just say this, that if, 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 if you, you know, like, I can do a better job at this, you know, the devil can try to come and hit you with condemnation, and, and that's not from God. It's not to condemn you and say, man, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. If anything, the Holy Spirit might be stirring us up and say, yeah, this is, this is where I need to be. I need to get some things here. I need to have some things downloaded in my life here in the secret place. Here in this place where it's just me and, me and God. Here are, some, here are some things that happen in this place. This is where you truly repent is in the secret place. Psalms 51 verse 17 says a broken and a contrite heart, these oh God, you will not despise. You know, when we mess up, how many of you guys messed up before? Yeah, all right. Just want to make sure we're all being honest with ourselves. It's easy to say, man, I messed up, God, forgive me, and you go on. And, and, and you know, God can hear you when you do that. But, man, it's another thing when you just shut your door and you say, God, I, I, I need you, Jesus, you know, I'm, I, when I, where I am weak, God, you are strong, and you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you in this place. You take it from God, I'm sorry, to God, I'm nothing without you, and I need the power of your Holy Spirit, and I need your grace. Forgive me, Jesus. It hurts me that I hurt you. There's a true repentance that happens when you it's just you and God. And there's no, no other thing that you're trying to get over, trying to get to, but this is the, this is the thing that you're trying to get, is, is peace with God, is fellowship with God. Now, I don't think you're not a son anymore, you're still a son, but you can step out of fellowship and to restore that fellowship has to be a, 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 an important thing to us. This is where you find refuge. This is where you find refuge when there's turmoil in your life, when there's issues and problems and confusion in your life. You want refuge in God, it's in the secret place. Your safety from God. Psalm 31, verse 20 says, You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. Psalms 91. We can read the whole psalm, but I'm just going to read the first part. He who dwells in the secret place... Of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Who dwells in the secret place? And that that whole psalm talks about protection. It talks about how thousand may fall at your side and, and ten thousand at your right hand side, but it shall not come near you and you shall not be destroyed. Because why? Because you are in the secret place of God. Because that's where you take. Refuge, that's where you are safe. That is the eye of the storm. When things are crazy around you, you can get to the center right in the middle of it and still have peace. Because peace is not the absence of turmoil or chaos. Peace is the presence of Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is where he guides you in the secret place. Psalms 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with a bit and brittle, else they not come near you. He will guide you with his eye. And he, he says this, that don't be like these animals that are stubborn and that, 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 that try to walk away and do their own thing. But there is a, there is a guidance that comes with a, with a closeness with God. There is, a, there is a clarity that comes when you shut the door and you shut the distractions and you, you lower the volume of all the other voices and opinions and the fears and the anxieties and you just get along with God and you allow his eye to guide you and his voice to direct your path. How many of you guys know we need some guidance from God? Isaiah 30 verse 1 Says, Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, who take counsel but not of me, and who devise plans but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin, who walk to go down to Egypt and underline this, and have not asked my advice. Did you know that God desires and longs for us to ask for his advice? What does that sound like? What does that look like? It looks like you just getting alone with God and saying, God, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> What's your advice, Jesus? What do I do? How do I do it? And one of the uh, prayers that I pray frequently that I heard years ago from a pastor just through a podcast. Um, back when I was working at a freezer warehouse, I was driving forklift. I was going into work at like 4.30 in the morning. And so it was like my, my alone time. That was my, my, my secret place for a little bit. And I would just listen to some podcasts. I would just hear God. And uh, this prayer that I heard this pastor teaching just kind of changed the way I pray and I approach God. And that is this. It's two simple things. It says, God, show me what to do and give me the courage to do it. Because sometimes when God shows you what to do, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I'll do that. Or it sounds like impossible or it sounds crazy. But when God shows you and we act upon it. And that's where we benefit from the blessing. That's when we benefit from his direction. And so I pray to this day, God, show me what to do, Lord, and give me the courage to do it. Because I know out of my, my own strength and my own ability and my own mind and thinking, I can't come up with anything good like you. And I can't do anything apart from you. So please, Lord, show me what to do and give me the courage to do it. All right, I'm going to land the plane at 729. Realize people got to get to work. This morning, guys, I just felt in my heart if I can just stir you up a little bit. Maybe you're doing this already, and if you are, man, I hope you just continue and you go deeper. Or maybe this is an area where God's just telling you start doing this. So, what does this look like? It looks like just setting the time aside, and don't even don't. It's not important how long. You don't have to be there for hours. You don't have to be there, you know, on your knees the whole time. But it's just. Getting alone with God. And nowadays that is more uncommon than what we think. And is more needed than, than ever for us men, fathers, husbands, men of God, to come alone and get alone with God and shut off all the distractions and all the voices and say, God, do in me what you want to do. And yes, God can touch us in a setting like this. Yes, can, God can speak to us at church service. But we go from glory to glory and faith to faith like nowhere else when we shut the door and we get along with God. So I want to encourage you this morning to get into the secret place and to allow God to continue to do a mighty work in you. Amen? Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for this, this word. We thank you, Lord, for those who are healed today, for those who have uh, favor in their house, Lord, whether they're selling or they're buying. And Jesus... We just thank you for speaking to us including myself just getting with you the way Jesus did he just went off into the the wilderness and the mountain alone just to just to speak with you to hear from you to listen from heaven so that he can advance the kingdom and that's our heart Lord to advance the kingdom to bear fruit so Jesus we ask that you would just give us the grace to do this give us the The desire you will in our hearts to do these things. and We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence in our lives. I bless these men today as they go forth and go about their day. I thank you for the Holy Spirit upon them. We thank you for God appointments in Jesus' name. Amen.